You are listening to the Female Factor Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Female Factor Podcast, where we spotlight Gen Z girls in STEAM and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Shreya, and I'm joined here today by a very special guest, Veda Swaminathan. This is an interview I've really been looking forward to because Veda actually went to my high school where she was the co-president of the Model UN Club. Additionally, she has been published in the Journal of Future Economists by the New York Federal Reserve, is a national champion for the 2020 Euro Challenge, a two-time recipient of the World Affairs Forum Award, and a Greenwich High School Scholar Leader. The main reason I wanted to interview her today is, be- is because she founded this town-wide competition called I3, which she is now working on taking to the national level. It stands for Imagine, Innovate, and Inspire. She founded it after observing the damage done to the small business community during the COVID-19 pandemic. I'll let her get more into the competition soon, but first I'd love to ask Veda an intro question so that the listeners can get to know her a little bit better. So what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given and from whom did you get it from? Um, well, thank you so much for the lovely Um, To answer your question, I think the best piece of advice I've ever gotten was about leadership, and I got it from um, one of my high school teachers. So while working with me uh, for national academic competitions and high school club content, one of my teachers taught me about the value of leading from behind and leading by example. Um, So leading from behind is this idea that a leader should push their team to succeed for the sake of team success rather than individual recognition. And leading by example is the idea that you have to go above and beyond your own expectations in order to inspire your team to work as hard. And I hope that I've internalized those values. Um, But I will say a close second um, in terms of advice is, it's actually probably tied, is to pursue your passions which is a very cliche statement. It's very silly to say, but it's always how I've made the most genuine connections, whether socially or professionally. And it's the people who go after their passions that are often the most creative and accomplished. Uh, so my biggest piece of advice, my favorite pieces of advice have been those. Wow, yeah, great advice. So can you give the listeners a little summary of the I3 competition and what it what it has accomplished since its founding. Sure. Um, So the I3 competition is a technology and entrepreneurship-focused competition. There are two divisions. Um, In our practical division, teams of high school students are partnered with small business owners to develop digital infrastructure. And these small business owners are people who have historically had limited access to capital and resources. Um, So the small business owners identify a target deliverable, as in an app or a website or social media presence, and the high school students are given roughly two months to work on that digital infrastructure. In those two months, the students meet several times with their business owners and several times with our competition mentor, who is a digital strategy expert at KPMG, one of the big four consulting firms. During the competition, it is it is primary focus to work one-on-one with the teams and coach them to success, whether that's coaching them on soft skills or digital uh, and technical skills. Um, and at the end of the two-month working period, our high school teams will give a quote outcome pitch to a panel of judges where they describe their working process, how they circumvented any obstacles, and what the qualitative and quantitative impact of their work was. 
Our other division is the concept division, and it runs very similarly. They get access to the same levels of mentorship, um, and it is open to 8th to 12th graders, so not just high schoolers. Um, but instead of partnering with a real small business, their task is to identify a problem faced by small businesses, um, and they create a digital solution for that or a digital prototype. Um, and to answer the second part of the question, since its foundation, the I3 competition has served more than 20 businesses and 15 plus students. Our impact has been twofold, which I'm very excited about. Um, on one hand, our business participants have, you know, gotten established for the first time, um, whether that's, you know, a real establishment or established online for the first time. And we were able to see a lot of people's dreams come true through the competition, which has been so inspiring. Um, one of the business participants that stands out to me from our past is she had her team create an app that can speed dial lawyers in case of an emergency. And it was designed with the fact that her, her son was killed when he was pulled over by police in mind. So this is a real impact and like a real project that our students have, have helped create, which is so beautiful. Um, we've seen home education businesses expand their customer base so they can serve communities elsewhere. We've seen fitness products hit new markets and all because of these students that are doing this real quantitative work. Um, and so as for the students on the other side, they've all won something in this competition, even if it's not the cash prize. Several of our students walk away with real internship offers every summer, and that's really unheard of for ninth to 10th graders usually. Um, the students also walk away knowing they've done something real and they've learned something real. Um, so my co-founder and I noticed that big like, schools try to teach these entrepreneurship skills, but it's very difficult to learn those skills when they're not in practice. So getting to work with a small business really helps with that. Um, and I do remember one of our participants saying that this competition had like taken her out of her desk and put her into the real world. And I really think that summarized the student experience very well. Yeah, I think um, that's really great. And your competition, like I can speak, I've just heard so many people talking about it. Um, I've heard like people in the media center just saying like working in their groups and you know so many of my friends I think have participated in it and I think you're really making a big impact through that and it's really inspirational. So what have you learned about yourself through the process of starting and executing the I3 competition? Um, this answer will be a lot shorter than the previous one, I promise. Um, so I learned a lot about perspective in this competition, and I'm constantly reminded by how much I have left to learn um, through the competition. And both of those lessons, I, I think, are really important to me and are, are probably are definitely going to shape uh, my trajectory for the rest of my life. So uh, I can give an example of perspective. During the first year, I really thought I had nailed the format of the competition down. I was like, I know exactly how I'm going to structure this. It's going to work out so well for everyone who's participating. But after a much needed conversation with one of the judges, I realized that I did actually have to restructure it entirely. And that's why our format is, um, it, it is the way it is. Um, kids will present only at the end in one day, 20 minute slots. Um, and it was this kind of shift in perspective that showed like, oh, really, you know, you've never done something like this before. You have to rely on the people around you to help coach and teach you um, how to do what you want to get done because they have the experience. Um, and I've also learned a lot about just 
what needs to be solved. Um, and that is partially related to perspective because after hearing the stories of our business owners and the people we work with, I always walk away thinking, oh, there's so many more problems out there that need to be solved. Am I doing enough? Could I be doing more? Um, and I think it just boils down to we really need to get our generation out there and working in their communities so that they can you know, target those problems that definitely need solving. Yeah, I'm kind of building off of that. Um, what challenges have you overcome since the beginning of your journey with the I3 competition? I think um, one of the biggest challenges we've overcome is figuring out how to get kids motivated and how to establish ourselves as you know a real competition. Um, so with the demands of a high school workload, which I'm sure you're very familiar with, um, yeah. many students aren't as excited to take on a two-month project. It does seem like a big time commitment, um, even if they're extremely passionate about community service. So it's been really difficult to get high schoolers interested, especially since our competition doesn't have national name recognition. Hopefully it will in a couple of years down the line. Um, but we really have been overcoming this challenge by forming personal connections with the schools that we're conducting outreach to. So obviously we did a lot of outreach in Greenwich High School because that's where my co-founder and I are from. Um, but we sat down with you know directors of student activities across Fairfield County, and we took the time to get to know them um, on a really personal level so that we could establish the relationship and get them to trust that our competition is real um, and our students who participate are going to get something out of it. Um, and yeah, I mean, we're currently conducting outreach for the third round of our competition and targeting more schools across the country. I should say for your listeners, um, if they're interested in participating or working on the competition team, they can reach out to us at our email, which I'm sure you'll put in the podcast description. Yeah, so you said that you had to do outreach outreach with so many other schools and you know you sat down with like the dean of student activities. Did they ever not take you seriously because you were a high school student trying to start a competition for other high school students or did you like face any struggles with that or were they, you know? Um well they were, most of them were pretty receptive. I think they didn't take us seriously. Or if they didn't take us seriously, it was because um, there's a lot of stigma around starting something new in high school. A lot of people assume that it's for the college resume um, or for uh, like some reason like that. And I think a lot of them thought, oh, these kids are just doing this for two years before they get into whatever school they get into. Um, so why would we want to take the time to get to know them like that? Um, but you know, I3 was never a college resume thing for me. Um, and it wasn't for my co-founder either. This is something we were really passionate about. And I think because we were able to sit down and actually talk to these um, deans of student activities, whether it was over Zoom or some very long and lengthy email chains, um, they could see that passion come out and they, they did start to take us seriously then. Yeah. Um... So this que this next question doesn't necessarily have to be related to the I3 competition, but um, what is the biggest risk you have ever taken? Um, I think the biggest risk I've ever taken is working with my friends, um, which I know it sounds super silly because you would think that running an organization with your best friend is always fun, but 
I've learned that choosing the friends you work with is really, really important. You have to choose them well. Um, because even in my own past, I've started other organizations with friends and they've fallen apart because our work styles didn't match or it was very difficult to balance that line between friendship and you know demanding things of each other um, in a working relationship. And I don't mean like, oh, you have to get this in right now, but it is a, it, it's, it's a demanding and difficult partnership when you're working with someone and you're running an organization together. Um, however, I will say that bringing Aria along to the I3 competition was probably one of the best decisions I made. Um, for your listeners, Aria is my best friend um, <laughs> and we did everything in high school together. So it was a very tricky decision to make um, thinking about, you know, what are the, what are the pros and cons of bringing her into this? And, you know, she's she's the yin to my yang. And I think that it really paid off um, bringing her into I3. I couldn't have done it without her support. Yeah, it's hard with a best friend, but I feel like sometimes um, you can approach things with like another person. And so I feel like, I don't know, you just have like a partner in crime, <laughs> which is fun. Um, so like I said in the beginning, um, I really admire Veda's confidence since she was the co-president of the Model UN Club, and she was always such a great public speaker. I think she's a really big role model in that sense. So I was wondering, um, what do you think um, we can do to make girls more confident, especially in like the middle and high school age group? Well, first of all, thank you so much for your kind words. I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say to that. Um, but as for making girls more confident, I think I saw myself become a lot more confident because I formed um, like mentorship relationships and that led me to be a lot more comfortable breaking into male dominated spheres. So when I first joined Model UN at Greenwich High School, it was actually very heavily skewed in favor of men. Um, I think the freshman girl cohort was really like, like six people out of, I don't know, a 50, 60 person club. Um, and I think it, it like, it really came down to the fact that the kids in that club were there to mentor me and there to help guide me. Um, so I would encourage young women to form mentorship relationships with people in their lives, more experienced women and men in your lives. Um, I do think that sometimes young girls find it very difficult to connect with more experienced men in whatever field that they're in but forming those kinds of relationships are really important um it's much easier to connect with women in your field but it is important to have you know that dual perspective again um everyone needs guidance when they start something new it's been true for model un it's been true for the i3 competition we couldn't have gotten where, to where we are with the i3 competition without jill johnson from the ifl she's the ceo of the nonprofit that we're partnered with and frankly, I couldn't have done this without my parents' support. So really making sure that you have good guidance and good mentorship in your lives. Um, and it can come from anyone. It can come from a peer. It can come from your parents. But I think that's the first step you have to take in order to get more confident. Yeah, and going back to the Model UN point, when I first like walked into Model UN for the first time, um, I think almost all of the leadership was actually female. So I think that made me feel like a lot more, I don't know, like kind of, 
comforted, I guess, by the fact. But I definitely do think that, um, like you said, girls should try to seek mentor relationships with not only other women, but also men. Um, what was the moment that made you proud to be a woman? There have been a lot of moments um, when I've been very proud to be a woman, but it's those moments that you just described that make me feel um, like I'm, I'm doing something for female kind. Um, so when you walked into Model UN and you saw that leadership was uh, female, that is a moment that I'm extremely proud of. I feel like if I'm here, if I'm representing um, people who look like me, people who act like me, people who think like me, then I'm doing my job as a woman, as a person. Um, and that's what makes me incredibly proud. So those moments when I'm, I feel like I'm representing people or I feel like I can be a mentor to somebody else, um, or at least not someone that they have to look up to, but someone that they can reach out to um, with any kinds of questions or concerns. That's Those are the moments that make me feel the most proud. Yeah, and lastly, I would like to ask you if you have a favorite female role model, and if so, why did you choose them? That's such a good question. Um, I think I have a lot of female role models that have contributed to how I've grown up and how I presented myself. So I'll start with, you know, one that's a little bit more silly, and then I'll get into one that's definitely more serious. Um, so my first female role model, and probably the most impactful during my you know elementary through middle school experience was Hermione Granger um <laughs> so this book character yeah this book character made me feel like very accepted because I was smart like her and she wasn't afraid to show that she was intelligent um but more realistically um the women that I look up to now make me feel accepted make me feel like I have room to grow and it brings me back to my leadership from behind point so I really look up to women who embody that. And one of my mentors, Indra Nui, definitely embodies that. Um, she was the former CEO of PepsiCo um, for any listeners who aren't aware. Um, mm -hmm. So having, I've worked with her, I've read her book, um, and I've generally spent a lot of time with her. And I know she puts her full effort, 150%, into things she's passionate about um, and things she wants to see succeed. So from day one, she wasn't focused on how do I become the CEO of this company? She was focused on taking her company to new heights. Um, and so I really, really look up to that. And it's that leadership from behind, leadership by example, um, that makes me want to be like her in the future. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. I think it's so important that you have um, a female role model that you look up to or more. Um, and I would like to thank you for joining on the podcast today um early in the morning thank you so much um i really appreciate it and i hope to talk to you again soon mm -hmm.